Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony J. Welcome back, community. And if you're new here, you have come to the one-stop shop for health, fitness, nutrition, and basically everything entrepreneurship under the sun. Guys, welcome. What an amazing episode I have for you today. And we are all here to tell a story. And everyone that has come on this podcast, everyone that I have interviewed, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story and a tale of adversity, whether that's big or small. There is no big or small stories here. No one is better than the next person that you meet, come across. Just because you've overstepped a huge adversity in life doesn't make you any better than the other person who's stepped over a little bit of adversity. But we all have a story. Stories are here for a reason. Stories are to be told. Stories are to be heard. And stories, most importantly, are to be learned from. Through this podcast, this is episode, I believe, 33. I can't believe it. We've come so far in such a short period of time. And it's truly, truly humbling that I've had that many guests on to splay their knowledge, their instructions for life and their rules and what they think it should be in different perspectives here on this earth. And I do believe that we need to look at everything in a different light, in a different perspective. We need to take things in differently. We need to understand all sides of the coin, good and bad, before we make a decision or before we belt out what we what we think our beliefs are. Have an open mind. Don't have a fixed mindset. Have a growth mindset. That's what we're all about here on the Everyday Growth Podcast. This amazing guest I have on right now, I'm truly humbled to have him on. Mr. Chase Chuning has an amazing story to tell you about his life and what he's gone through in the past five to 10 years and how he's grown and how his adversity, that it is a humongous adversity that he has beat. It didn't come easy for him. We talk all things where Ever Ford, the, the, the name Ever Ford came from, how his Ever Ford radio podcast has a million plus downloads. And that was last year year. I can only imagine how many downloads he has right now. I don't know that number. I didn't ask, but he's so humble. He would probably wouldn't have told me anyway. We get into what those two words actually mean. Ever forward. Where those two words ever forward came from. How far back, how way far in the past those words reign supreme and still do to this day. And what Chase does today to keep that ever forward life afloat and how he passes it on to each and every person in all of his podcasts, everyone he meets, all the people that come up to him and say, hey, listen, man, ever forward has changed my life. Ever forward has saved my life. I thought about taking my own life and look down at my bracelet that said ever forward. I just got the chills right there. Think about that. You create something that's so huge that it moves mountains. Like I said, guys, this guest, I, I can't even call him a guest. I can't even call this an interview. The short period of time that I have known this man, he feels like a brother to me already. He's helped me out in so many ways I can't even count. And it, the, the days are, that we just keep ticking off of him helping me, it's amazing. He's helped me grow so much in the podcast world. Tells me what I should and shouldn't be doing. It's just amazing what one person will do and the kindness of their heart to pay it forward. And let me tell you what, this dude pays it forward every single day. That's the ever forward life. 
So guys, I can't wait for you to dive in to this podcast. It is truly, truly amazing. Before I go, I want to say that the podcast sponsor today is Ambition Threads. Now, you guys know me. I've been talking about Ambition Threads for a very long time. Ambition is a motivating lifestyle clothing brand empowering individuals to be the best version of themselves each and every day. The owner and creator of this company has given us a 20% off code for the everyday community. All you have to do is go pick out a bunch of clothes, hats, jackets, leggings, you name it. Share it with a friend. It's a, it's a, it's good code forever. It's a forever code, guys. All you have to do is use every day at the checkout before you throw everything in your cart. Hit every day and you'll get 20% off. 20% off all, even all the new stuff that he's dropping. So guys, go check out Ambition Threads. Use code every day for 20% off. You guys are going to love that stuff. Look in my post on Instagram. I wear it all the time. It is amazing. And things that are coming out for this summer are dropping right now. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Like always, I always tell you guys to grab a pen and paper. This is definitely an episode you're going to want to take notes on. And man, I, I just can't. I can't say how happy and humbled I am that Chase came on the podcast and what he, what kind of impact he's going to be dropping for you guys and, and what he's going to truly change in your lives today. So enjoy this podcast, guys. Here's the man, Mr. Chase Juni. Mr. Chase Juni, my brother from another. How's it going, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Yeah. Hey, man, just first and foremost, thank you so much for your time and your energy. I know you're a very busy dude these days, and uh, the community does respect every second that you do give us, especially myself, too. So it's really an honor to have you on the show. Thank you, man. Likewise, uh, now more than ever, I think everybody's getting getting busier, hopefully more productive, not just busier, right? Yeah, we could probably start right there, man. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> sure. <laughs> how, has, has anything changed for you in this time of quarantine time or is kind of still trying to figure some things out. I know for a fact that uh, your board, your boy uh, Jordan Syatt and I have uh, put on a little bit of the pounds through the chocolate. So uh, how, how are you guys doing? How's the how's the girl and how, how's the puppy doing? Is he going crazy or what? Uh, right now, I, I think Nella has no cares in the world. I'm staring at her right now. She is a, She's a sun baby. She just loves finding the sunshine spot and just roasting. Um, she's got her bed over here, her head on the, on the ledge next to the window, and she's just soaking it up, man. So... Um, definitely quarantine life for her has not changed at all. <laughs> um, for me, I'll say, I feel like everything has changed, but most things are the same. And here's what I mean by that for my mission, who I am as a person, the, the kind of, you know, the types of businesses that I run, um, I feel like it has all been leading up to this. I feel like it has all been leading up to a challenging, really challenging time in my life. And more importantly for the people in my community and my following, my clients, my family, um, just anybody who pays attention to whatever I say. Um, I feel like it has all been leading up to this and it is drastically different in that way because it's all well and good to talk about positive mindset, you know, got to think positively, find the silver lining. It's all good. And, you know, can be easy even to, to have this philosophy, to put out this type of content, to even build a business around it, to build a following around it, to build a lifestyle around it. But I, I think now here we are week seven of this quarantine. And I've seen quite a few people who supposedly believe in that kind of stuff, supposedly have that mindset dip down, go away after like week two. Um, right. I'm not trying to knock anybody, but I'm just saying never before I think in, you know, 
15 years, really, um, have I been challenged this way to really, all right, walk the walk, you know? And uh, I've really been accepting it and embrace it. And honestly, you know, not to say what's going on in the world isn't terrible. It is. It's very, very trying for people in more ways than one. But I'm like, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I finally get this test. You know, I've been studying for this test my whole life or for, you know, many, many years. And now I'm finally getting to, to prove and, you know, earn my salt, so to speak. But then also on the other side of the coin, things really aren't that different. You know, I've been self-employed now for almost three years. I'll say, you know, about four to five years ish. If you count the side hustle life, you know, before that, right. um, I think it counts. I think it counts, man. You have to count that shit. It, it's, it's work. It's reps put in, it's hours put in, it's money invested, time invested resources. Um, it just, you know, we were holding onto that, that safety net or just building our exit strategy. Right. Yeah. Um, so in, in that way, my day to day really isn't that much different. Um, now it's just, it's kind of shitty because this year was supposed to be my heaviest travel year yet. I literally every month was in a different country, different city, different continent, um, for fun, for work, for weddings, for, for life. Um, this past year, I also shifted, you know, my show Everford radio all in person and two or three days out of the week, I had a full, you know, studio set up here in LA and we would just record and just, you know, spend time getting to know people and then having conversations and, getting them on the show. Um, so in that sense, you know, here we are now on zoom would love to have been doing this in person for sure. Um, but yeah, so nothing has changed in the sense, um, that my day to day is sort of kind of the same, but everything I, I would say maybe right way to say it is not everything has changed, but everything has become much more meaningful. Um, like I'm finally ready for this test, you know, you feel like even though you're a super busy dude, like now you can kind of, exhale a little bit to see kind of this. I know there is no finish line in the thing that you are doing, but doesn't this feel like mm. you just went through the final lap and you're like, wow, this is what all of that grinding was all about is right now. Because I'm sure, like you just said, you can skip a fucking beat, mm. man. You know, it, this is like you said, it's the same thing, whether you have to do this in zoom or, you know, you're used to doing it in person. What an amazing thing that you've set up for yourself, man. I think that alone speaks volumes for the person and the man that you are today, bro. And I think that's a huge mm. thing you can just roll right into this, but don't you just feel like a little bit of that weight is kind of lifted off your shoulders after putting in those, those reps, like you do say a lot. Yeah, for sure. You know, and first of all, thank you. I, I received that. Appreciate the kind words, man. Um, and here's where I guess a little bit more of like ego has been popping up in that. Yeah. Across that finish line, so to speak of now really needing to walk the walk, I've been talking the talk for a while and the ego part comes up because I'm like, I just want to be like, see, See, everybody, I've been telling you all along, like, you need to fucking, like, the gym is good, eating well is good, but, like, if you don't know what the hell you're doing or why you're doing it or you can spend time with yourself and build that mindset of resiliency, of the personal development stuff, like, I just want to be like, see, I've been telling you for, for years, you know, um, which maybe I should, I don't know, but uh, that's you know, a little bit of some ego check for sure, but, yeah, absolutely, man, crossing this finish line is really, it's not the end of the race. It's just, okay, I leveled up. Um, you know, now it's, I'm ready for, I'm taking on the boss, you know, <laughs> in the video game kind of thing. Uh, it's not over for sure. It's just, we're on to the next level. I think a lot of people can look at that in different ways and kind of have a different perspective on that. And I hmm. definitely have my perspective on what you're actually doing too, is two years ago when I left my job, you know, my so-and-so last job that I've ever had into my entrepreneurship into doing what I do with coaching, I'm glad today that I took the time to start online 
and then I transitioned into in-person. I never knew how much I would have loved being in-person until I was in it. And that really took more of my time. And I still held on to this little chunk. And right now, that little chunk that I started with is actually putting food in the fridge. And I think that's a big testament to the things that we can do today. And I don't think anybody should be sleeping on that shit. So if you guys are listening to this, that's two stories in the same podcast of why you should probably do that little extra work that that that's that uh that little talk in the back of your head is saying just do it and you keep sitting on the couch you know what i'm saying i think that's a huge thing do you feel right now it's super powerful to for people to kind of work on that side hustle man or do you are you kind of falling in that basket of and i do see this a lot too a lot of people are like this isn't a contest you don't have to prove <laughs> yourself right now you know what i'm there's yeah, a lot of that yeah. going around but i also think that's a little bit of guilt right mm. so do you feel like right now is a time to kind of try to work on that supposed side hustle that you've been talking about for a long time? And maybe it is the time to walk that walk right now, right? I agree. I, I agree. I, I do think now, whether it's business development, side hustle, leveling up, whatever the thing is, I think right now is one of the most important times in all of our experience, all of our lives right now in this generation and generations to attach meaning to our actions. Um, because a lot of us don't have that right now. Look, most people, maybe not most, a lot of people around the world right now have been yanked out of their daily comfort zones. They've been yanked out of their daily norm. They have been put in for what is the vast majority's most uncomfortable position of solitude, of being alone, of being by yourself, of being stripped of all of the vices that we have all of the outlets for distraction of of gyms of bars of nightlife of restaurants of just going to the park um you know just being out in public and engaging with other people we are now being forced into the most uncomfortable place for most people and that is ourself and when we when we're in this place i want to be careful here i mean it can be darker for more people, uh, mental health issues for sure, but it can just look week seven now in quarantine as we're recording this. I don't care who you are or where you were before this. You're being tested right now. You, you're Dude. the stressors, the day to day living, staring at the wall of, you know, am I, am I going to like strangle my spouse in her sleep or just whatever it is like, and you have to cut yourself some slack. Absolutely. Life is not what, what we used to be. Um, we're being tried right now in a big way, absolutely. And I think if you can attach meaning to anything, it is going to help your your mental health, your stress in so many ways that I would say a lot of us need. So even if you never really had an idea for a side hustle or a business or anything on your own, if you can find a way right now to just fill your time in a productive manner, add structure, give yourself you know morning, evening routine, give yourself something to do that you can turn back on and look today I accomplished something or this week I accomplished something. I read a book uh, or, or maybe that reading a book can turn into, Hey, I'm going to start a book club. Hey, maybe that book club is an email list generator. Hey, maybe that email list generator is a way for you down the road to start a podcast about it. And now you got a place to kind of market it. You know, there are a lot of different things. So if you can find something to just not only fill your time, but to be productive and to have meaning behind it. Also, if you can attach that to something to, have an ROI, whether that's growing a social media platform, starting a new platform such as a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever. Uh, and if you can monetize it or just build relationships, have any kind of unique ROI attached to that is a huge bonus, I think. Yeah, I love how you broke that down because, you know, 
this community always talks about becoming 1% better every single day. And that's really what we should really just only strive for that. And you know what? It sounds like 1% really it is because what you just said is read a couple pages in a book. Maybe you didn't, haven't done that yet this year or, or go for more walks or actually take time to put your phone down and kind of smell the roses like we do say. And it's one of those things like I think that's uh, we've been so busy in the past that when something like this happens, we don't know what to do without that, you know. Oh, that busyness in our lives anymore. And I love how you broke it down because it doesn't have to be something big. And I think we get caught up in a loop like I just did and said, you know, should you be doubling down on something? But we definitely should be taking a little step towards greatness each and every day, whether that big, big or small, just don't, let's not try to go backwards at this time. It's yeah. a very good point that you just made. I love how you broke that down, dude. Dude, thank you. And I have to, um, while you were saying, uh, I love that 1% option. I just pulled up on my phone because I wanted to make sure I got this reference right. Um, this is really interesting. The last book on the stack that I have here holding up my laptop for my super amazing standing desk here yeah. is James Clear's Atomic Habits. Have you read that? I have. Oh my gosh. And he talks about this 1% option. And so I pulled up this infographic of the power of getting better every day by 1%. If you get 1% better and you define that, however, just whether that's 1% and more in your bank account, 1%, you know, higher reps of your pushups or whatever, 1% better every day for one year adds up to and this is this is science people this is math all right i'm not just pulling shit out of my ass your life will improve 37.78 percent if you get one percent worse every day for one year your life actually decreases down to 0.03 percent so would you rather have loss every day loss every year or the simplicity of doing something 1% better every day, having a 37, almost a 38% increase in your overall life. That's, that's insane. That compounding effect of, of 1% is insane. That's everything too. And we say that too, like for your Friday through Sunday, if you decide in the nutrition world, we always like to say this, like your Friday through Sunday is around 40%. It's the same thing. Yeah. Now think of that really quick. You're doing that for a year. That's like taking, oh my gosh, that's like putting yourself in the success zone all the time. And that's just, if you guys want to break that down, that's just that one thing. Mm. What that does and what mm. that compiles onto, now, I mean, that's just the circle, right? And off the circle, we have a bunch of different branches. That's what's going to start happening. Once you start putting in that 1%, that's, you're not going to stop. Yeah. I mean, it just, it goes over and over and over. And you're like, yeah. And when you stop doing that after a couple of days, you can be like, dude, I got to get back on track with that shit yeah. I was doing before. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I think drive is one of the most contagious things in the world. Success is the most contagious thing in the world. Um, just being able to do something, anything to increase your bank account, to increase the reps in the gym, to increase the time with your significant other, to just increase anything that provides fulfillment or success in your life is I think the most contagious, most desirable action any of us get. And especially once you realize that, oh, I created that. Like I chose to do something 1% better. It wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't because of somebody else. You know, maybe you pulled inspiration here and there. Of course, I would recommend to. But when yeah. you decide, I'm going to get intentional, I'm going to do something just 1%, look, all your success is driven by you. So just copy and paste, man. Dude, you're taking control. You're finally taking control of oneself in your one in your, in your only life that you're here for. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like this is our only life, man. You got to take control of it sometime here in the near future. And I think going back, digressing to the quarantine talk that we're having, I think this is a great, great, great time to do it. So, dude, I want to say thank you for all the insight with the quote unquote quarantine talk that we just had. <laughs> Get that elephant yeah, out of the room. And uh, I know we can start 
you know, us podcasters can start talking and talking and talking. I can talk to you mm. for days, man. You're like a fucking brother to me. Likewise. Um, I want to say congratulations. Uh, last year, you hit a million plus downloads on your Ever4 radio podcast. Thank you. I don't know if everyone knows who you are in the in this everyday growth community. So if you would like to tell these people, you know, coaching and all that stuff, who is Chase Tuning right now and what is your business? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, last year was huge. It was the result of, it was the compounding result of a lot of work, a lot of years, a lot of failure, um, a lot of successes, um, and a lot of good people. And yeah, last year we hit that milestone in the podcasting world. It's, it's pretty big deal. Um, it's pretty wild and, uh, it's been really meaningful to me for sure. But yeah, so mostly I'll, I'll say this, and this is of course, uh, the catchphrase of everything I do, but it is absolutely why I do everything. Um, I live a life ever forward. I help other people live a life ever forward. And in the podcast, that means kind of bringing heightened attention and awareness to topics and conversations and guests around your fitness and nutrition, your mindset. Um, just all the ways that we know to get better, to feel better, to, to, to be better inside and out in your personal life and in your business um, at, at work and your relationships um, also. So that's Everford Radio. Everford Coach is my, my coaching business that I run. And um, it's, it looks a little bit different now than what it started off uh, several years ago when I was a true in, true out health coach. Um, now it's all like B2B, personal development coaching. I actually work a lot with um, military personnel um, going into the military or currently in or out uh, for just military kind of mentorship, um, you know, kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm having a total brain fart right now. Uh, <laughs> oh no. It's uh, anyway, it'll come back to me later when the interview's over, but you know, just helping people live a life ever forward and finding what that means to them. You know, what are the things that matter to me? What are the things that give me fulfillment and how can I kind of also, also be a you know, steward of these things to help other people pay it, pay it forward? Um, uh, because that's what it was for me. Um, so Everford Radio, Everford Coach, and then uh, my brother runs Everford Apparel. Uh, all this brand that has this messaging behind it to a lot of people maybe just looks cool or sounds cool, but it's not just something we brainstormed about and came, you know, slapped a label on and kind of just brought to the world. Uh, it really we had no other option. Uh, this this is our life. We actually really learned what this message meant about 15, over 15 years ago now, after the loss of our father. And he died from a terminal illness, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. He had a really, really intense case of it, about an 18 month battle from diagnosis to when he passed away. And it came in a time in my life when, you know, tragedy, no one really asked for better timing or different timing with tragedy. It's like, oh, this is really inconvenient. Could you come back next year? Um, it, for me, it was the most, monumental, I think, era of my life. And I think of any young man's life, especially I left home. I was 18 years, technically still 17 years old. I just enlisted in the army. This is back in 2003 or OIF and OEF. And I was stepping kind of into my father's footsteps. I was continuing this family legacy of military service from him, you know, his father before him and his father before him on and on all the way back to, you know, even before the civil war. Um, and then he got sick. And I got to my first duty station just a few months after uh, I enlisted and um, he passed away. And before he did, I was ready to kind of just cash in the chips. I was ready to just give up on this. And him and my family was more important to me. And literally, 
um, days before he lost the ability to walk on his own and talk in it. I mean, if you could even call it talking, he flew out to where I was stationed and he just reminded me of this message that he had instilled in me and my whole family growing up. These two words, ever forward, ever forward, ever forward. And just reminding me that my journey was just now beginning. And yeah, it sucked how his was ending. Nobody wanted this. Nobody was planning for it. But he said it and he believed it and he taught me it truly in those four days um, in a way that I'll be eternally grateful for. Uh, he was like, look, Chase, I've accepted this. It sucks, but you know what? You are starting your journey now. You're becoming a man. You just left home. You know, you, you want to do this military career. I wanted to stay in for 20 years. Um, like, don't give up on your dreams. Don't stop something just because of somebody else, regardless of how bad that situation may be. And he basically just kind of gave me the permission and really was like, hell no, you're not going to quit um, for sure. And uh, so that's, what I, that's where I really learned what it meant to live ever forward. Uh, to live a life ever forward. And he was just a prime example all throughout his illness. Nobody ever once heard him complain or he never was like, why me? Why me? He never got bitter. Um, literally until his dying breath, he was just at peace with it all and was smiling as much as he could. Um, and just being that example of a mantra that he had said for our whole life that he actually picked up from his time in the military, his, one of his first duty stations, that was their creed. Uh, the 116th Infantry Regiment out of uh, his guard unit down in Virginia before he went um, active duty with the 101st Airborne was ever forward. And so oh, um, it's just this hundreds and hundreds of year old mantra now, this legacy that actually was a phrase from a group of militiamen back in the pre-revolutionary war era of ever forward. And now here we are 2020 and it still lives on, man. And uh, we had to go through a really dark time in order to learn what that meant and more importantly, how to share it with the world and uh, cannot be more grateful for it. Wow, man, thank you. First and foremost, thank you so much for sharing that story with the community and myself, dude. It's super powerful. Mm -hmm. And homie, you got some big shoes to fill. I hope you know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for damn sure, man. Uh, I, I keep his dog tags here in, uh, in my bedroom. I stare at him every day. It's, it's a reminder of those shoes to fill for sure. He sounds like a super strong dude, never mm. to be complaining until his last days, even in his last days, he was mm. still giving it forward to you, you know, saying no and still giving you the last command, man. I think, yeah, yeah. man, you know, I, I think it's kind of like a dad thing to be like, you're going to remember this the rest of your life. Cause I'm going to tell you this type thing. Like, so it's just always, <laughs> it's just, he knew, he knew what he was doing, dude. He's playing that seed, man. Yeah. You know what what an so, asshole that guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, always sort of the, just doing it those times when like you're about to slow down and just like you sit down, you know, you should be doing something. You're like, God damn it, dad. You're right. You know, like, oh, so I many times you. now I'm like, all right, dad, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Yep. Cool, I, got, I got you. He just knocks a little bit like, hey, dude, what's up? Like, <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a second. Uh, so after thank you so much for that story, mm -hmm. man, I think I think that's something that should be shared. We shouldn't hold those stories back. You know, I could I right away. That's crazy that back in the day in the airborne, that was that was the slogan, dude. That's mm. so crazy. Like. I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to put these things in words when you hear them because it's one, I didn't know that I guarantee not, there's not a whole lot of people. There's a handful mm -hmm. of people that probably know that I'm very honored to be one of them, but now hopefully this word gets out that when they look at, you know, uh, Mac stuff and your stuff, that they understand where that ever forward comes from, man. And they like, that's a way to pass that on. Even though like we buy that, it's like, we can push it on, you know, mm -hmm. it just keeps living and living and living. And I mean, it's gotta be such a cool thing to like see people listen and see people wear the apparel like 
you motherfuckers only do. (laughs) (laughs) And a a lot of them do. I'll say a fair amount do. Definitely, you know, the OGs, the people who have been um, along for the journey with my brother and I, once once we really got comfortable with it and we found the the effective way to share it out um, through, you know, social media, you know, kind of really getting our start, you know, back on IG and YouTube like six years ago. Um, just for fun and kicks, but then, yeah, it was as meaningful as it can be for other people. And it has been, it has more so been a a coping mechanism, a continual therapy for us because we see that and it helps us realize that we need to share it more. We need to share it more. We need to tap in more into our story. We need to tap in more to this meaning, everything that we do, everything that I do, everything I say it's not, it doesn't feel like it's not a burden. It's not a, it has to be, but it just, it should be, it needs to be, it deserves to be more and, and purpose and intention behind everything that we do and create it's there. And that's why. Um, and what I really want to say is that what you're talking about of, you know, if they only knew kind of thing, a lot of people do. And the feedback that we get when people share, you know, I have, I wear this shirt, to the gym and you know I, I remember your story and it literally helps me get one more rep or i have you know the ever forward wristband and every time i look down and man i shit you not i've had people tell me like looking down at that wristband stopped me from taking my life because it, i remember the connection behind it um it's powerful and, it, and it's more powerful because it's not me passing on what i believe it's just me sharing my story and the beliefs that i have around my life and my family and what I find meaningful and fulfilling so that other people can then take bits and pieces out of that, what they need and make it their own and then find their own meaning. Um, that's what I love most about it. It's not like I subscribed to your train of thought and whatever you say I will do. And it's not like that. Um, it's, it's authenticity. It's fulfillment for a lot of people. And it just more so really just helps people just begin to realize that they can take control of their life. Um, through two unique words, a logo, whatever it takes. Um, I mean, that's, that's powerful, man. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a powerful statement and such a par- powerful mantra that I do believe in essence that it's calling oneself out, right? Like if you got to step up, yes. to, you got to step yes. up to this. And a lot of people are probably like, nah, 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 I don't do that. Walk away, you know, but yeah. like, you got to step up to this, man. If you want to do that, you got to step up to this. Um, and I love that you get to see people that wear it and the company telling your story. Funny story really quick while it's in my head. I believe my friend, Andy Badoka, I'm going to call him out. I hope he's, I know he's going to listen to this. What's up, Andy? Huge, he'll huge fans of you guys. I think he's met you and or your brother once or twice. He actually has the EF here. Tattoo. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. the same thing. Yeah. There are yeah, a few guys that actually entire, hit me up and got like the same text and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome, man. <laughs> it's so bad. The big old EF, dude, like... I'm like, I'm like, have they seen that yet? He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> they've seen it a couple of times. I'm like, that's so bad, right? That's amazing, after, man. Damn. Yeah, man, it's cool. I'll have to send you a pic. I'll send you a pic. Yeah. Um. So after this all happens, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to step on any toes if I get the story wrong because I've heard it once or twice. But you kind of had a little adversity struggle, a little struggle with yourself, kind of coming to terms mm-hmm. with this after it's happened, and that kind of led down a really weird universal thing telling you that's not what we're going to do. We're yeah. going to push you this way. If, if, if you would like to explain that to the community, you can, I don't yeah, want to push you in any direction, but no, no, I, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was not pushed in another direction. Uh, I was completely thrown down a hill and, and chewed up and spat out, um, because I was completely deviating from, from my calling from, from just meaning and everything that I talk about. And then we just talked about now, I, I was, 
the, I wouldn't say the complete opposite direction, but I, I was lost. And so when I lost my dad in 2005, I, as much of as this may sound as an excuse, there is definitely some validity to it. I, I was in a very demanding job. Uh, the military is, is very demanding physically, mentally, and just a couple days after he passed away, thankfully I was on emergency leave. I was able to be there for his last couple weeks, literally his last hours of being alive. But I had to go back to being a soldier and I had to push a lot of that stuff down. Or I will say I chose to push a lot of that stuff down and not deal with it. Right. Um, right. The mission comes first, right? The military, the army, our mission comes first. You know, if, if you falter, if you hesitate for sometimes for some people that can be losing the mission, that can be costing a lot of money, that can be lives. And I wasn't about to let that happen. And so I pushed it down, pushed it down, and I really kind of reached a point to where I didn't have any more room to push that shit down. And I realized that I didn't care anymore if I woke up the next day or not. And I realized that I had an out. I was in, like I said, a very demanding job, a very physically demanding job. Um, we were during wartime. We were a nation at war. So... I try to go be in exactly where all the shit happens. Um, was volunteering for every deployment that I could find. First one fell through. Um, was looking very promising. I wasn't the right rank yet. So I, I was like, okay, cool. So I did all the things that I could to get promoted and work my way up. Um, anybody listening in the military community, I became an E6 and technically uh, less than five years or right at about the five year mark, which is very, very difficult to do. Uh, and it, yes, I was driven. I was doing a lot of things, but it was out of the wrong intention because they told me I wasn't the right rank. I got the right rank, tried to go be deployed again, put myself on the path for that to happen. And during war games, like basically the era, the phase before you actually go deploy, um, I was leading an ambush, um, on what we call the op four, the opposing force. Uh, I was leading my, my team and in the heat of that, I wound up really getting really, really injured, um, tore my hamstring, really injured my L4 and L5 vertebrae. Basically they went one way, the rest of my body went another way, uh, suffered significant injuries to like my whole midsection, my hips, my back, and it quickly escalated into bigger problems. I wound up having to get yanked out of not only that deployment potential, but my entire regular unit got transferred to a different base, a different military unit, a different medical unit of just broken people. And it was there I became a patient for the last 15, 18 months of my military career. Um, I wound up having to have both of my hips completely reconstructed. Uh, and they couldn't do both at the same time. So what they did was I cut, they cut me open from basically the top of my glute down to almost the top of my kneecap on both sides, uh, completely sliced open the side of my quad and my glutes, surgically dislocate, remove my femurs, reshape them, rebuild me, um, and then put them back in, clean up all of the other uh, damage that I'd done inside internally, and then two rods to kind of hold that in. And then I was bedridden in the hospital for days, bedridden in a home for weeks, um, and just would kind of just wallow. Um, and then once I got to a point to where I, I could make it from my bedroom to the kitchen, uh, in a wheelchair on a cane or whatever, then I went to th physical therapy and rehab. And once I got to a point that I could walk again, I went back and had to do the other side all over again. 
So I would just get broken down, broken down, cut open, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. And then once the other side was done, I wound up, I was so broken still. um, I could, I learned how to walk again twice and I could stand on my own body weight and I was still on a cane. Um, They deemed me non-deployable. And if you're non-deployable in the military, they got no use for you. So I wound up getting medically retired. Um, I'll never forget this. Yeah, I signed out a terminal leave with um, my cane over here in the car. Uh, I think it was in the back seat, maybe in the passenger side. I can't remember. I think it was in the back seat, and I got my wheelchair attached to the roof rack of my SUV um, and left as this 24 year old kid to go back to Virginia to start his life over again. Um, had to have my mom help me walk around campus when I was signing up for classes, uh, just hobbling around. <laughs> she was helping me um, get enrolled. Um, and, um, it was through that kind of just being completely removed from what I wanted to do. Cause I wanted to not come home. I wanted to deploy. I wanted to not wake up. I wanted to come home in the same box wrapped in a flag that we just buried my father in. Um, and I justified that because I was like, oh, well, my family will, they will gain, they will get this $400,000 life insurance policy from the military and they'll be squared away. And, um, oh, man, what an asshole I was. <laughs> they just lost. My, my mom and stepmom, you know, just lost this guy, their husband, my, my brother and sister just lost their dad. And I was trying to now have them lose another, lose their son, lose their brother. Um, I just was completely in a, in a bad place, man. And so then, you know, put me on my journey to go down health and wellness and fitness. And I did it for myself first and realized that I loved it as a, as a job and a career. And that's what I wound up doing for almost a decade. Um, went to school for exercise science, got my master's in health promotion, took every certification that I could find. And just, it was very necessary for me to just prove to myself that I wasn't this broken guy anymore. And I did everything that I could to, to get better externally, physically. Um, but I reached a boiling point inside, internally, all those, all that grief, all those emotions, all that trauma, um, diagnosed PTSD from all of this, from the significant loss of him, my time in the military. I even sustained a, a traumatic brain injury. Uh, I wound up getting hooked on pain pills, um, so much so that I knocked myself unconscious, gave myself a TBI. Um, and so all these things, just the body will reach a boiling point, whether you want to or not. And it all came out. Uh, I started suffering from really bad panic attacks, just little triggers of a song that him and I used to listen to or a movie or a, a death scene where somebody would die or even just hear the word terminal. I was completely transplanted back to that, that darkness. And, um, I couldn't go to movie theaters anymore. I wound up sometimes even almost wrecked my car cause I was just in a panic attack and steering off the road. And so I realized that everything I was doing externally was only making the external chase look better, perform better. There was a lot of work left to be done internally. And that's when I, I took the same intention of, I'm going to hit my programming spot on. I'm going to hit every macro macro spot on. I'm going to perform my best in my relationship and my job. And that still wasn't good enough. I then applied that to, let me look inside. Let me just go back to getting help, mental health help. Let me journal. Let me read a book. Let me, let me tap more into this internal self, um, that I was, I was slacking on for a long time, man. And it's the most transformational period of my life. Wow, man, we could just, let's just end the podcast right there. We're good right there. That was, uh, it put me on the man. journey, put me on the journey to where I am. It still is not over for sure. But, um, and, and that was also around the time when I realized that the thing that was causing me this, mo- the, the most amount of pain, the thing that I was running from was also my savior. 
uh, instead of running from this loss of my father, instead of running from this loss and this trauma, I was like, Chase, like you asshole, <laughs> ever yeah. forward, man. Like, what are you doing? You're, 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 you're not even living up to your own family mantra here. You're disgracing your father's message. And so it took me a long time, man. Yeah. About 10 years, uh, uh, before I finally snapped out of it and then put me on the path to facing that demon, to facing that loss and getting mm. the help that I needed and just, you know, helping myself really, uh, it was about that time when ever forward came out in a big way and it wasn't just my tattoo anymore it wasn't just my license plate it was the business it was the brand it was the meaning behind everything i was doing it's always awesome to talk to people that can that can relate and relay their stories to other people especially over podcasts or just over a beer or just anytime you meet run into someone and they can actually say that yeah i deal with those demons every single day and i'm still here to talk to you about it yeah i think it's a super powerful thing because a lot of people that are running from demons keep on running until they can't run anymore. Um, hey man, I think I'm one, one person. I'm a very small, small speck in this universe. And I do believe the universe was telling you something that day. Mm. And I think, believe it or not, someone was looking out for you, whether you believe in that stuff or not, I'm mm. a big universe believer. And I think the universe was like, nah, bro, you're going to have to go through some of this. You're going to have to do this because right now it's so funny how this all comes full circle because you weren't here, man. This would never be happening. We would have never met. I would have never been in in your your uh, your Facebook groups and your private DMs. You know, like you would have never helped me and what you've already done in such a little bit of time. Mm. And all the thousands and th millions of people that listen to your podcast and like it's definitely you are the definition of ever forward. And I do believe that you are here for a greater purpose and a greater good. Thank and you, you're man. Doing ex you're doing exactly Thank what you. you need to be fucking doing, man. So. Congrats on all that, dude. And I think you're the strongest person that I've ever talked to. Uh, life, so. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, it's, it's, it's feedback like that. It's messages like that, that, I mean, the first time I heard somebody say anything anywhere close to that of just being open and being vulnerable with me and just sharing what they went through or what they're going through. And then for whatever reason, something that I said or like I said, uh, an apparel piece or just anything caused them to have this realization in their life that resonated with, you know, the realizations that I had in my life that I could change all of this. Um, it's, I've, n I've never had the ability. I've never had the luxury. I've never been able to morally ethically stop any of this because that's, that's like, you know, a doctor do no harm. You know, it's like, okay, I realize this can help people. Nah, fuck you. I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to keep going down the journey. You know, it's the most selfish thing in the world. Dude. It happens all the time. I'm sure I'm sure you get so many DMs and emails every day. And it's like, man, you don't even know. It's like as soon as you try to slow down a little bit, boom, you've impacted someone's life because of just the the, the realness of the situation and not holding mm. yourself back is such a big fucking thing. It's like the reason why we have these stories is to it is a story to be told. It's a story to be said mm. to everyone and anyone that you believe. And this that that's like the connection, right? That's the mm -hmm. impact that we want to create with, and then you don't even know what that story can do until you connect with someone that is remotely reading the same book that you are. And you guys can kind of put your notes together and come to that one chapter that you can both make sense on. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not alone. Like mm -hmm. I am not alone in this thing. And you guys, none of us are, none of us are alone. Yeah. We all have a story and I think we should all put it out there to share. And that's definitely something that you you preach a lot too. It's kind of like your mantra, right? Like yourself, your adversity, your advantages, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what you like to put out there. And so yeah, you were paying attention to that video. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I got a, I got a good team with me. I didn't do anything. They, they looked it all up for me. I <laughs> well, I was like, that sounds familiar. Oh yeah, that's right. I said that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
Yeah. So if you guys don't know, that's just uh, my, my team does a lot of good homework for me. I'm just up here. I'm just a pretty face talking to another pretty face on the other side. For damn sure, man. <laughs> but can, can you tell the community a little bit about kind of like, you know, that triangle of awareness that you like to try to keep in, in the loop of the fitness, nutrition and mindset? Mm. You also like, you know, the yourself about your story. Can you can you explain a little that to the community? Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to make me think back on what exactly I said. Can, is Chase going to mess up his own <laughs> phrase? Um, I'll say 2019 for me was a big, big growth year in a lot of ways, more so because I spent more time getting intentional with examining stories. I really wanted to get better at conversation, at interviewing, and just making my platform, making the podcast platform, making you know my engagement with my clients and coaching and the audience member, just overall, how do I get better at understanding other people's stories so that I can help them communicate it on a podcast, help them communicate it you know, in a coaching session? Um, well, if I want to be more aware of other people's stories, well, what are the components of a story? What are the components of my story? And so 2019 for me, I give a lot of my growth credit to, to that word, to story. And how do we understand our story? Okay. Well, if you want to understand a story, it's got a beginning, a middle and, and an end. Well, none of us right now, we're still here talking. There is no end yet. So we're living in the, in the middle. We're living day to day, the page to page, but I really wanted to get back to, okay, what is the beginning of my story? So I spent time actually going back to as a child, what is my first conscious memory? What is the very first thing that I remember? And then that stirred up some stuff uh, for me, not to get too much into the story. I basically, my first memory is walking into the conversation of my mom and dad deciding to, to split up, to, to get a divorce. And it was all around uh, uncertainty. Why are we here? What's going on? We have no money. So a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, money scarcity and, and a lot of fear. And, and, you know, it was no yelling, but it was just crying and that kind of emotion that's the very first memory a child has. You don't think that's going to leave an impression. That's not going to build some belief systems, conscious or subconscious. So I went back to that. And then that kind of got me into the whole journey of the inner child journey, the inner child story. Um, and then I realized now that I've been on the other side of sharing one of the darkest parts of my story of this loss of my father and what it's done for me from start to wherever I am now, hopefully knock on wood here. It's not anywhere near the ending. Um, is we get stuck in not being able to share our story because we're, we're not willing or we don't fully understand all the things that we've gone through. And we don't feel like maybe it's worthy. We don't feel like it's important. Um, our ordinary for a lot of people is extraordinary. We don't understand our story. We struggle. Uh, I'm making an assumption here. We struggle with you know getting it out there and, and building effective relationships and communicating and building a business and um, just connecting, human connection because we're scared to even kind of tap into that in our own self. So how, how can we really even think, have the conscious thought? Funny, I just got a text from Jason Phillips. This is where all this all kind of came, came to happen here wow. um, of the, our adversities. And if you want to really share your story and really connect with other people to get theirs and really grow and prosper out of fulfillment and business, um, your story is full of your adversities. So better, if you want to get better, understand your story, you got to look at your adversities. Uh, and then really to do that, I mean, you're going to get to know yourself. So if you want to get to know yourself, understand your adversities, and then you have your story. And I was denying a lot of that. I was denying all those suppressed subconscious thoughts of my childhood, uh, a lot of other micro traumas and good things. Also a lot of great things. Right. Um, that kind of mold our belief systems, good, bad, and ugly, but also again, that, that big kind of 
10, 12 year darkness that I went through that I was not sharing with myself, that I was not sharing with other people that I didn't think was important. Um, so I wanted to really get to know myself and really tap into those adversities and really get to know my story so I could effectively share it. Also, uh, definitely makes for getting better at podcasting and interviewing. <laughs> what you know, better way than you know, look at storytelling than sure. what we're doing right here, right now, man. Yeah, and I think that's one of the the scariest things when you start podcasting is actually getting that story out for the first time. I, I mean, even if it's not even on a podcast, even talking to a coach um, or a good friend and start coming to terms with oneself about that story. Um, for a long time, it's like we deny ourselves of that, you know. And mm -hmm. it's it's so wild. It's so wild to think about it. It's like. And I, I can say this wholeheartedly, and I know you're going to agree with me. It's like, if you never came to terms with those, you know, quote unquote demons that you, you, you were trying to fight off, you wouldn't be right fucking here mm -hmm. right now. There's no way. There's no way because no. you'd still try to be fighting them off and you'd just be, you'd be going everywhere with them. They, they would be leading you instead of you, you know, pushing them down and being like, not today, not today. You know, and that's. I wouldn't that's be here talking to you. I wouldn't be doing all these things. And also I would not have, she's in the other room right now. I for damn sure would not have my wife. Um, she is. We always joke, man, May, my wife, you know, we met and that was it. Like we, it was like, do we call it day zero? And we basically been, we've been through some ups and downs. Of course, you know, seven years in a relationship, you'll do that. But no matter what, we realized this is it for us. Uh, day zero hit and we were done. Um, she called me out in a big way. I, I would not have, I would not have the love of my life here if I had not faced that. The worst, I was on the bottom of the bottom. One of the worst panic attacks I had. Um, like almost to the point she almost had to call 911. I was convulsing and just non-responsive. Uh, we were watching a movie, I forget what it was, and there was this scene where someone died and it was like super slow and dramatic and the emotional music. And they took the sheet on the bed and just pulled it up over that body. And again, I was completely transported back to that with my father. And all of those years of suppressed emotions, suppressed grief came flooding back. And I literally thought I was back there. This is what PTSD will do to you. It's not a, it's not a memory. It's not a bad memory. It's, it's a transplant back in time. And you're reliving your brain. Your body does not know the difference of, hey, that happened then versus this is not happening now. And it was the worst panic attack, worst experience of my life. And like the biggest kind of realization for her that I was not dealing with this stuff. And she was like, look, I love you. I want you to be healthy. You're not honoring this part of your health. You need to get help on this. And if you can't, like, I had no idea it was this bad. Like, I, I can't be with someone who is not going to take care of themselves in this right. way. Um, I want to help nor, you. Nor do you want to be with yeah, a person like that. Exactly. Like, you don't, that's, that's not fair either, either side of the coin. Even bigger point. It's not fair to either person. Um, probably even more so to her, I would say. But, yeah, it was that kind of calling out. Uh, that was a big trigger for me, a big waking up moment. Um, literally, she had to wake me, wake me back up um, to get the help and to put me on this path. Wow, man, that's that's awesome on her end, too, for being like, hey, man, this is this has got to happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people wouldn't call out their significant other. You know, they would kind of just be like, oh, we'll get through it, kind of pat on the back and kind of deal with it. And in any scenario, in any kind of relationship, whether it's one year to five years to seven years like yourself, it's like, Nope, these things need to be talked about. They need to be put in the forefront. And that's with anything that anyone is listening to this that you can take away from that. You can put your own perspective on it. Like you have to be ready to love oneself because oneself is the foundation of everything. Mm -hmm. If that's not, if that's not that smooth foundation, you are building on wet sand. Yeah. And I think that that's not talked about enough. It yeah. really isn't. I th think a lot of that swept underneath the rug, especially in the military standpoint with, with that. Oof, I never yeah. knew that. I, th I just thought that 
uh, PTSD was like flashback kind of syndrome, which it is, but it's not the way you explained it. It was, I've never been explained to it that way too. It's yeah, like true PTSD is your, your brain cannot at that moment decipher the, the stress, the threat to your, to your life or the trauma. It thinks it's right then and there. It can't differentiate wow. between a memory and an actual live sensation. So when I would see these things, when I would be driving in my car and hear a favorite song that my dad and I used to like rock out to, oh. or when I would watch a movie of a death scene or when really anything that was a trigger to make me think of him being sick, to make me think of, of burying him, like any funeral scene in a movie or any, just anything like that. I was transported back in time to that part of my life that I was not dealing with it, that I was a mess inside and my, my brain, my body cannot differentiate. Uh, and that's when you suffer, you know, panic attacks. That's when people freak out. That's when people act out in a way. Sometimes they think they're in danger and they're then they then become a danger to other people around them, especially if you become defensive or even offensive. Um, you know, a lot of people, military, most people think military PTSD of, you know, coming back from deployment or whatever. Um, right. you know, right. that's when they hear a loud noise and they hit the ground or they try to like charge somebody cause you think you're being attacked. Um, it's when the brain can't differentiate. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. That's some scary shit. I'm, I'm glad you got a lot of help, man, because that's just the road you don't want to go down Me too. <laughs> 10, 15, yeah. 20 more years down the road. And you know, be by yourself in a hospital. You know what I'm saying? If you don't take care of those things, you know, at that time. So I'm glad you've got some help, man. I, I thank you for sharing that as well. And um, I think a lot of people need to hear that and put their own perspective on that, that you need to, you know, face those demons and talk to somebody about those things or else they're never going to go away. Yeah, for damn um, sure. Was one of those, one of, did that kind of trying to find yourself after all this happened was, I know you took a job and you were at the job for a mm -hmm. while. And like a lot of people that listen to this story, including myself, I love that it's funny. I think comfort like full circle, man. Cause I know we're on the same page when it comes to this. It's like one of those days, like you said, you're sitting in your car again, going into mm -hmm. your work again until you, like you just said, you got to text him, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jason <laughs> Phillips, you know, like he probably put you on that straight and narrow and kind of realize, Hey man, you need to be doing something else. And that is, was that kind of like a turning point for you? Like I need to do something mm -hmm. better. It was this kind yeah. of where you're at today. Yeah. I, I actually, I met Jason for the first time. Um, two months after I left my job and uh, he's been a great friend, great, great coach, great mentor in my life um, now for, for years. But yeah, I, I had done every job that you could with an exercise science degree, with a health coach certification, with a trainer degree, you know, all these things, uh, corporate wellness, you know, outdoor boot camps, personal training, all of the things. Um, and I, I found this job that was very meaningful to me. And this is what I think is really interesting about human beings. A lot of times we realize we latch on to things, we latch on to people, we latch on to events because we think that we just like them. We think that, oh, this is what I worked for. This is what I trained for. No, well, to a certain degree, but I can tell you my personal experience here looking back, it's because it's what I didn't have in my life. And we're always looking for meaning. We're always looking for fulfillment. That's why I also bring it full circle. I think a lot of people are struggling right now because if I don't go to work, if I don't meet with people, you know, I have no meaning in my day, I have no meaning in my life. Well, I found this job that was so meaningful to me because it was the missing link for what I, what I didn't have during my recovery time. It was this beautiful blend of primary care doctor, primary care provider with complementary and alternative medicine through fitness and nutrition counseling and education and um, weight loss programs and personal training and just bringing the, I literally worked in the same office building. Uh, I would see a patient, we call them patients, you know, I'd see a client 
right after their physical with their doctor. I would meet with the doctor, learn about their medical history, have access to their charts, and then I would build a complimentary program for them. We did body composition analysis, weight loss programs, personal training, group training, um, health coaching, all the things. And it was it was so well received and it's exactly everything that I wish I had when I was recovering and you know in the medical model. And I did it for years and I loved it. And I worked my way up the ranks, wound up running the whole department and oversaw a team of like seven to nine other coaches, seven to nine other offices all over the East Coast. But then, yeah, I just got to a point to where I was getting overworked and undervalued. I was literally, literally, literally doing the job of four people. Uh, two people that they didn't hire and also this one other person they did that was just, I was covering down for her the entire time. And... Um, it really drained the value, drained the fulfillment out of me. And I began to just show up. Like you said, I had that day where I showed up to my one of my offices there in, in D.C., um, pulled into the parking lot and just stared at my building. And I was like, I don't want to go in. And I knew who was on my roster. I looked at my schedule. I was like, I love this person. I love this person. We've been working together for six months, a year, two years. I love these people. Why, why am I not excited to go in? And that's when I realized that... Um, this environment is, is draining that from me and it's no longer fair to me or these people to have this resentment even in the smallest bit show up in how I'm supposed to help them I'm supposed to be their coach supposed to be their trainer supposed to be a leader for these other coaches um, that's not happening and so yeah I, I put I kind of put my my internal notice in I, I set a goal as like, all right and you know this is time for me to kind of build my exit strategy about that was about six months out and then once things began to gather steam, I began to go from free side hustler to actually charging for coaching and training people and uh, beginning to think how I could monetize my podcast and beginning to just gain some traction monetarily uh, and to show myself that I could do this. Um, then about 90 days out, um, I really made it serious. I was like, in 90 days, I'm getting out of this job. I have to match my income on my side hustle. I'm not going to touch my salary. I have to prove to myself. And my wife that uh, this can be a real business. And then, yeah, then I gave my notice and, um, and then I left and transitioned into full-time online health coach. I trained and worked out a few people like in my apartment gym building back in DC. Uh, and at that point I began to do um, from one episode to two episodes a week on the podcast, began to monetize it. And um, yeah, yeah, now here we are three years later, man. It's wild. seems like just yesterday. Oh, it goes by so fast. <laughs> yeah. You look back and yeah. you're like, look at how fast that year went by. I feel like that was last year for me. It was the same thing. It's like that year's gone. Yeah. Like, whoa. That year, where'd it go? Like, yeah. holy shit. It just, and it like, just I could have, I could have done this way sooner. <laughs> it's just, you know, the fear, the uncertainty. I'm just like, I, I could have done this years ago for sure. But, but could you have really, or did you have to go through what you went through to get to where you're yeah. at today? Touche. So, <laughs> Touche, sir. Touché. You know, you know, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I had someone ask me that question. They're like, if you could do it again, would you go back and not do, not have all that things happen? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like you have to understand the journey, yeah. one's journey. This, yeah. like, I didn't make this shit up. I didn't write it. The blueprint was there for me. I found it had to go down it. It so all I'm happened how it needed to happen for damn sure, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So are you, are you still, so now I know that uh, podcasting is full time and helping other people to build their podcast. Are you more focused, like focused forward on B2B now? Or are you just trying to, help out a lot of people. I mean, I hate the word masterclass. It's just the best way to explain it is getting people together and mm. showing them the A to Z roots of, Hey, you want to get a podcast going? If you are serious with that, right. I'm going to take you through it. Is this kind of like a dream thing for you too? Cause I noticed that you have, you know, your one-on-one session, your, your one-on-two, you have mm. all these things working for you to help someone from eight, from 8.8 mm. to point Z and all the things in between, cause you've done it right. Mm -hmm. You've done it. 
And a lot of these things that people have are tons and tons of questions. When should I ask her something? Yeah. When should I reach out to somebody? How do you do it the correct way? How many episodes a week or month? Do you now just focus primarily on that? Or are you still like one-on-one -on -one with coaching clients and nutritional wise with clients? Community, I want to take a quick break right here and talk about an amazing coffee company called Strong Coffee. Strong is actually an acronym. It stands for Striving to Reach Our Natural Greatness. Strong Coffee brings that specialty coffee experience to consumers in a healthy, done-for-you pre-mixed powder that includes instant organic coffee, grass-fed collagen protein, and MCT oil powder to fuel your mind, body, and spirit for hours so you can spend more time and energy on the important things in life. Guys, if you go to the checkout and you just want to give them a go, use code every day for any and all of your orders and you'll receive 15% off the total amount. So guys, once again, head on over to Strong Coffee Company, check them out. If you have any questions, hit me up or go ahead and email them as well. Use code every day for 15% off any and all orders. Thank you guys so much for that 30 second break and now back to the show. So I no longer work, I'm no longer a health coach, Chase. Uh, I'll say it, no matter how I work with someone, whether um, podcasting, coaching, whatever, no matter what the, the meaning behind our working relationship is, health and wellness is always important. It's always gonna come up somehow because no matter what strategy we work on, you can't really effectively you know, carry it out if your sleep sucks, if you're not taking care of your body, your relationship. So in some way that's still there, but yeah, I no longer I no longer do just fitness and nutrition, health coaching. Um, yeah, the, the past I will say like three to four months, this term that I've kind of stepped into, this new identity, if you will, uh, is coach casting. Um, working with other coach casters, helping other coaches and podcasters individually, or helping them blend the two, because again, yeah, like you said, that's me. That's what I've gone through. So that's my story. That's what I know. I've gone through. I've gone through pain and suffering. I've gone through joy and happiness. I've gone through higher education. I've gone through certifications. I've gone through corporate America. I've gone through side hustle. I've gone through health coaching. And then somewhere along the way, I added in podcasting um, because it helped me get better at my job as a health coach and just network. And so, yeah, last year, actually shout out JP again, Jason Phillips. Um, I, I went to him, I, we had known him for a while, but I actually hired him um, over a year ago now and to help my coaching business, the health coaching business. I had like seven other coaches on my team and wanted to, we have a really cool, you know, health coaching app. And anyways, I started to share with him like the, the pain points that I had for why I wanted, why the business wasn't where I wanted it to be. He said, well, because you don't want to do health coaching anymore. I was like, what do you mean? The more I shared with him my story and why I felt like I wasn't as successful as I should be or wanted to be for me and the other coaches, because it all came back to podcasting. It all came back to my passion. It all came back to just this unique platform. So I, it's funny. I always joke. I, I hired him to not do what I hired him to do. <laughs> so he talked me out of, you know, which is, you know, high praise to him. You know, this is a sign of a good coach, someone who can really listen to what it is that you want, what you don't want, and then help make suggestions and navigate the waters from there. Um, and so ever since that conversation over a year ago, uh, I really stepped more into, all right, I am a podcaster, really helped me level up the show, really helped me get better at my craft, devote more time because I felt like I, I, I earned it. I deserved like I, I no longer felt like I can't give this thing as much time because I'm supposed to be something else. I'm supposed to wear this other hat. I'm supposed to do these other things. So then I set more into the podcasting, grew it. Um, it's a fully monetized show, you know, affiliates, sponsors, um, a lot of that stuff. And then we also launched a production company last year uh, to 
consult and produce for other shows that wanted to get started, wanted to get launched, or just kind of step in and help clean up house, optimize the back end kind of things, guest referrals, all that stuff. Uh, and then that led into the education component with Operation Podcasts. Like you said, literally everything you just said was like every email, every DM I was getting every day of all the tech stuff, of all the podcast stuff, and predominantly coming from coaches because they saw me go from, you know, this was the perception of, you went from in-person coach to online coach to podcaster. How do I do that? Also specifically because I would say and still do, the vast majority of my clientele, uh, whatever we're there to work on comes from the podcast. And so there's a way to kind of add some strategy to this to have a, a growing business, a new business out of the podcast, but also have it to serve your coaching business, your product and service-based business if you do it right. Or even just have a, even a little bit of help, a little bit of strategy goes a long way on this platform. And so, yeah, that's what I have really kind of shifted into. Uh, I working with, you know, we have the courses up, Operation Podcast, free courses, paid courses from start to finish, how to successfully launch, grow, and monetize your show. Um, all of the content I put out now is really around podcasting, around online coaching, also blending the two. Um, the only one-on-one -on -one clients that I, I still keep now are really, I will still say, it's definitely my military personnel uh, and kind of like personal development, kind of tying in, finding meaning, finding purpose in your life, um, just helping people get started on that journey that I started many, many years ago of finding fulfillment. Um, so whether that means just personal development, just feeling good in your skin and just being comfortable and understanding your story to how can I maybe, you know, bring this to light and start a business or find a way to monetize and make a living out of what I really love to do. So that's really where the one-on-one -on -one coaching is, you know, still some, you know, some B2B stuff, but predominantly, you know, personal development, military mentorship, uh, and then the coach casters. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, if congratulations on all that, dude. And I know you're never going to get rid of your one-on-one -on -one clients too, because I just feel like as much as Jason always reminds so me, like just stop doing that. I'm like, eh, but I but I like this. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's yeah. helped you're me down regularly. Really, really fulfilling something for those guys and girls. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's something that once again, something that you may never have had back in that mm -hmm. time, and it's something that they may not have right now. And you can really bridge a gap between, you know helping them get through that day-to-day -day process of just what the fuck is going on, you know? Yeah. So congratulations on all that. And if That's anyone what I is listening that anyway. wants to start some kind of podcast, I believe uh, the Operation Podcast 101, dude, A to Z, that is the, if I knew that, if I opened that up the very first day, I said, I want to do a podcast, I would be so much farther just from that one little one-on-one that you have. So if anyone, you man. know, if I went, shoot, shoot, chase a DM on that, he'll point you in the right direction for that Operation 101. I do want to touch base and congratulate you too. Congratulate you also on, you just got done with the summit, man. You had an ever forward summit, you had 20 oh, plus yeah. people on, dude. Okay. Now I know that was in like a day or two days, yeah. but dude, when you have someone like Jason Phillips and Sal Stefano on it, Amanda Bucci and every Mark Devine on it, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, dude. Okay. So I watched a lot of these, <laughs> right? I watched a lot of these, man. And it looks like you were just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> then I did, another, I did my job another. right. If it looked like that, yeah. I did my job right. <laughs> Uh, all I remember is I saw you drink a lot of cold brew, bro. Uh, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> how did all that come about? Was that made to be online or did you do that because of the quarantine? It was that something you wanted to do in person? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. So last year I started doing a couple of live events. Um, and the last one we did was in September and it was the Everford summit. It was the first annual. I was going to do these every year. Um, the Everford summit, it was a three day event here in Los Angeles. Two of those days were kind of a, a big live meetup 
event for a lot of people that I was working um, one-on-one coaching, uh, our year-long mentorship program, and none of us had really met in person. So it was a get-together. You know, we went out and walked around the city in Venice and got a workout at Barbell Brigade and did all this cool stuff together. Um, but then also the last day was a live speaking event here in my apartment complex i'm staring down at the field where sal actually he was my first so far repeat guest speaker is really cool he flew down from san jose and um gave us a day of his time and so we had uh four we had five speakers uh a little over 40 or so people total turnout which was great and it was free i didn't charge anybody again because it was the first one um and i wanted to do it every year and i had already chosen at that point april 19th 2020 because that would have been my father's birthday he would have been 59. And so everything around Everford, I always try to, it holds me accountable more if I can attach a higher meaning to it, right? Uh, so I wanted to do that. And then 2020 hit in total honesty, man, like I just, I let life happen. I got so caught up with other projects. There was no way in hell April 19th for a live event was gonna happen. Um, so in my mind, I didn't put it out publicly yet, but in my mind, I was, I was gonna push it off later. Then this global pandemic hit. Then I was like, hey Chase, look, you no longer get the excuse of putting this off. People, again, you know, here's my greatest test. I have to rise to the occasion for a walk in the walk. People need, I think they need, I needed at least um, a coming togetherness. People were missing human interaction. People, I think, were, for a lot of people, were unsure, were afraid, uncertain, um, or just flat out wanted some entertainment, you know, wanted some ways to pass some time. So, yeah, I spent about a total of 10 days. Um, interviewing all these people. A lot of them were former guests of the podcast, you know, friends, peers of mine um, that I've gotten to know really through the, I owe all those relationships to podcasting. Um, and so I was just like, Hey, I'm raising, doing a fundraiser. I'm not taking a dollar. I'm taking sponsors. They're just donating products and services. This is not monetized at all. Can I have 30 minutes of your time? And let's really shine a light on ways to, to survive and thrive as an individual, as a business during this global pandemic. And, an overwhelming yes. Like, how do I help? Let's do it right now. Yeah, we had 20 people um, of all walks of life, of brick and mortar store owners, restaurant owners, um, online coaches, celebrity videographers, um, Jordan Harbinger, he's like uh, podcast god, um, Sal Stefano, all the mind, mind pump. I mean, all these incredible people who brought unique perspective to how they are getting through the day as a human being how they are getting through in their business and how they can pass something on to the person watching, listening to just get through that time, man. It was, it was wild. It was amazing. It was a long day. Uh, when, when we went live, it was all pre-recorded, and then we did a live kind of like I would host, I would interact with the audience you know, on the webinar, and then we would play a speaker and copy and paste like nine, 10 hours. Um, yeah, so would have been in person, Thanks a lot, COVID nineteen, you asshole. Uh, so we just pivoted <laughs> like we well, like we got to do, and uh, went the EF virtual summit twenty twenty. Yeah, man, it was wild, bro. I think I listened to about half of it so far, and I love the fact that you, with each person, they brought a unique perspective and like their own little like their own niche to the conversations and the topics they talked about. So if anyone wants to look that stuff up too, it's all on it's all on Chase's YouTube. You can knock them yeah. all out, and like. They're all 20 to 30 minutes. They're awesome, awesome. And it's all from fitness, nutrition, basically all entrepreneurship in general. I know um, Jordan Sai talked about mindset during this yeah, time yeah. in the quarantine, which realistic I expectations. That, yeah. Dude, that's huge because right now a lot of people are just kind of thrown away with that thing, like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. But it's a good perspective to listen to these things and be like, oh, yeah. That's a different perspective because we're so stuck in our mind, you know, we're just so stuck between our ears, really don't know how to move forward. 
past those things. But dude, congratulations on all that. that was amazing. Dude, I love Thank all you. that stuff. You covered everything so well. And then I think your speakers like, dude, top notch speakers, bro. I don't oh, know they're incredible. Do. They're so good at what I don't know what do. you could do to top that next year. Like seriously, that's a lot of good. Challenge people, accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <Boom>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. So since we're coming to the top of the hour, and I know you're super busy. I want to take too much of your time, but I always do this at the end of the podcast. I'd love to toss people onto the hot seat and uh, oh, cool. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. I would love to, for you to give the community three actionable items that they can use immediately when they get off of this podcast. That could be fitness, nutrition, mindset. That could be, you know, the own books that you think that people should read anything in general, three awesome topics that they can adhere to immediately when they hit stop on this podcast. I'll say, but yeah, good question. I'll say immediately following this, go, whether it's in your phone, type out, voice, dictate, pen and paper, journal, whatever, just brain dump. Anything that was top of mind, anything that kind of made you feel, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely nodding my head or anything that maybe kind of caused you to get uncomfortable. You know, what maybe kind of poked you in a way that would maybe, I hate to say trigger, but you know, maybe it's just something that deserves to be explored more. Just brain dump about this experience and just see what comes out. Uh, secondly, to kind of cover an area we're talking about of finding meaning and purpose and maybe even attaching a, a business potential to it. Um, and I'll speak personally here. Really what got me into podcasting, uh, something that I'm doing now full time was because I finally stopped to pay attention to the gifts that other people already received from me. And I'll never forget this as powerful as podcasting was for me. I found it, I would listen to it on my way to my, my job and become a better coach and trainer and just have a, another resource to give people to help them. Someone said something that I've heard my entire life, but for whatever reason, that one day it clicked. It's like, wow, you got a really a really good radio voice. Are you in radio? Like, you got a great voice. And like I joke, you know, ever since my balls dropped, I've been getting that compliment. You know, it's I can't take credit for it. It's just puberty, I guess. Um, but I never wanted to do radio. I even had an uncle in serious radio who was always like, Chase, do a demo, do a demo. But I found podcasting. I really loved it. Someone said that and it clicked. Oh, if I just did this, people are already telling me that they like listening to me. So I'm not saying that just to like toot my own horn, but I think a lot of us struggle with maybe finding fulfillment or finding what can I do as a side hustle or what should I maybe be doing that has the most potential for momentum or even success. Pay attention to the gifts that other people already receive from you. What problem do people come to you for more often than others to help solve, to get advice on? Are you a great writer? Do they ask for you to edit their papers? Do they ask for you for relationship advice? Do they come to you for a recipe or a cocktail, I whatever? I love this. I love this a lot because yeah. you know what? These, ans these answers are staring us in the face. We just have to be open enough to accept them. I mm -hmm. love that, dude. That is amazing, man. Yeah, I think I said this earlier. Um, things that are ordinary for us are extraordinary for other people. Our norm is someone else's abnormal in a good way. So take inventory, just poll people flat out, like go on Instagram, make a poll. Hey, when you think of me, what do you think of me of? You know, what problem do I solve for you? Ask your mom, ask whoever, hey, what am I really good at? Or if you had to come to me for one piece of advice, what would be the topic? Pull your audience, pull your family, whatever. Find that gift that others already receive from you. Um, number three, ooh, should I make it fun? Should we get quirky? Uh, um, Cause you're none of those things by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Uh, I'll keep it kind of timely and pertinent. Uh, reach out. And this is actually a great reminder that I learned from Jordan Harbinger uh, on one of the guests on the summit. Um, don't wait until you're thirsty to dig the well in terms of relationship building and networking. 
this is actually a, a tactic I picked up from him years ago in his content. Um, right now, when you're done, after you do the brain dump of this episode, um, and after you do the poll of your audience for your gifts, go into your phone, go into your text messages, and scroll all the way to the bottom. See who the last person you texted was. Is it time to reach back out to them? Who's the last person in your, in your DMs? Just go back through and just reach out to somebody, especially right now, like I said, timely, going through this global pandemic. We all could use a little bit more connection. And even if it is just as simple as you just copy and paste, hey, how's it going? Haven't spoke with you in a while. Just wanted to reach out and say hi. Just copy and paste that for a few people. I mean, or get personal, make it unique, but like just reach out to people. Um, and you might be surprised what what people say. You might be surprised who hits you back. Um, I mean, they're in your life for a reason, whether it's a follow, whether it's a text, whether it's whatever you have that person, that form of communication in your life for a reason. So revisit it, see if that reason is still serving you. If you still serve that person and uh, just open back up for communication channels, man, you'd be really surprised where that can take you sometimes. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. I think that that, that might be that might be the top three at the end of the podcast. Man. Ooh, I'm telling you, that, nice. ooh, it All might right. be. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll, have to, I'll let the community pull against that later. But yeah, but dude, hey, man, thank you so much. I always like to end the podcast with community. Thank you. Without you, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Without you, we wouldn't be coaches. Without you, Chase and I would have never met. And without you, this podcast wouldn't have been here and this wouldn't have been happening. So we love each and every one of you. Chase, where can everyone find you at? What are you most active on and where would you like people to reach out to you at? Yeah, absolutely. I live, eat and breathe um, on social media, on Instagram. You can find me at Chase underscore tuning. Uh, also, Everford Radio. So either Instagram or the podcast. Everford Radio is anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I also put up videos on, on my YouTube channel. But yeah, Everford Radio, we put out episodes Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, interviews, solos, uh, that's where I live now. Over 300 episodes, can't believe. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. And I love the video you made too for your 300 episode. It was fire, man. It was Thank awesome. you, thank you, thank you. So congratulations on everything right now and in the future and in the past, dude. Thank you so much for your time and energy. It was a blessing to have you on, dude, and definitely my honor. I know it took us a while to get on, but thank you so much for coming on, Chase. I really appreciate you, brother. My pleasure. Thanks, man. Until next time, community, we love you. What an amazing conversation and what a down-to-earth guy. Jeez, what a story, right, community? You just never really know until you start talking to somebody. So you can never judge a book by its cover. I mean, you just, you just can't. You can't judge anyone because you never know what they've been through in their life. That you never know what, the, what kind of shoes they wear. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. So don't ever jump to conclusions anywhere. On the other end of this computer, there was a guy that was smiling. You had no idea the adversities that he went through in his life. Once again, community, those three things that Chase said at the end, which I think I have to rank them probably close to number one, if not number one of the best hot seat questions that, he, that someone's ever gotten back to me with. But listen to this podcast. If you didn't grab your pen and pencil or paper before, now is the time. Brain dump everything out of your brain after you listen to this podcast. Put it all on paper. Whatever hits you, whatever strikes you, explore it. Explore it and see what it means to you. The second thing he said is find meaning and purpose in your life. An easy way to do this is to poll your audience. And your audience are your friends, your family members, or anyone that comes to you for anything. What do people come to you for? Do you do something for the 5, the 10, to 15 of the closest friends in your group all the time? Are you that one guy, that one girl 
that people come to for a certain solution. Listen to that thing. That's an amazing point he made. I just, I can't believe he said that. It's like so easily staring us right in the face. Like the answers are there. People are telling you what you're amazing at. So take charge of that. Use it. That could be exactly who you want to become. You just don't know yet. People are telling you every single day. And the last thing he said, which is amazing, again, don't wait until you're thirsty to dig the well. Don't wait until you're thirsty to dig the well. Now go ahead and look at this in a couple different lights. You know what I'm saying? Take your own perspective on that. Dig a little bit each day. So when that time does come, you either don't have so much work to do or the work's almost done. Or get the work done, get ahead for when that time does come, you can share that. You can share that water with somebody else. You could pay it forward. You can make a bigger move towards life because you're ahead of the game. You're not behind. And when that time comes, like right now in quarantine, it's hard for people to find something that they want to do right now because they're just so bummed out or so have they have so much of that extra stress that we have right now because we're stuck inside these four walls all day long. We can only go on so many walks and watch so much Netflix before we're just like, fuck it, fuck it all, right? Don't get to that point. Do a little bit of work each and every day. Community, I just want to say a huge thank you for listening and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Before you go, I just have one more favor to ask of you. Please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. This is an amazing way to help the podcast grow and help get our education, our instruction, our stories out to the world, actually. And it is to the world. Six countries and counting right now. I'm truly humbled that the voice, that my voice and the voices of my guests and the interviews people are listening to all over the world. It's amazing. Also, do, us, do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of your favorite part. Head on over to Instagram and share it to your story. Tag myself, Everyday Anthony J. Tag Chase Tuning so we can show you some love right back. And also, guys, head on over to YouTube. You can actually put some faces with the names now. All of these interviews, all of my guests, all of the podcasts are on YouTube. Please subscribe. Please watch a couple of the episodes. I know they're an hour long, but if, you, if you're cooking or anything, can you just please put it on? Take a look at it. Tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't like about it. Your feedback is always loved. So thank you so much, community. We love each and every one of you. Share this with a friend. Share it with someone who needs to hear this today, who needs to hear Chase's story. And like always, guys, peace and love. Until next time.